0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, executive coach and speaker, and I have a passion for helping people make positive transformational changes to their businesses and themselves and break through roadblocks to live their best lives. Let's get to it. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm so glad you're here. We have a great show planned for you today. I'm so excited to report that I have literally the queen of positivity here with me today. (laughs) I'm so excited and she's here all the way from the East Coast. And you know, we're gonna do something similar to last week where we do the heart to heart together because um, let's face it, nothing is normal right now. The world is upside down. I'm usually in the studio right now Dressed for work, I usually go in and record with Benny and a guest, and then I go straight to work, Um, and here I am for, I think now the third week in a row, um, and I'm literally in sweats, my hair's in a pony, we're over Zoom, um, and I'm really grateful in this moment to be able to keep doing this show, because I really think that it helps me stay focused on being positive and looking for ways to share compassion with other people. And I hope that the show gives you some light and encouragement and and maybe some food for thought. So it is with great pleasure that I introduce you all to my guest, Jane McCarthy. Jane and I actually met, this is not going to surprise any of you, Jane and I met through ARIS, my favorite organization that I go on and on about. And Jane is actually the chief brainstormer at Jane Storm, her own company, and there she does a lot of work around connecting people with their vision and just providing a positive focus for their future through brainstorming and personalized interviews. It's really amazing work, and she's also a senior producer at Era Sisters. Um, and I also. Just wanna say, truly, she is one of the most positive and dynamic people I have ever met. So welcome, Jane. Thank you so much, Sam. That was so nice. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you're here. And Jane, before we get started talking about our heart-to-heart today and then with the interview, would you mind just sharing just a little bit about you? Great,
1: Uh, yes, I'm Jane McCarthy, Jane Buckley McCarthy, born and raised in Massapequa, New York. I am the youngest of three sisters, but I have a brother who's seven years younger than me. So there's four of us, uh, a great mom, and I am married uh, for 25 years. I I am the queen of loyalty also. Uh, I worked for Verizon for 33 years. I graduated from college and started the next day and worked my way through and ran a loyalty program at Verizon for 18 years. I have a
0: 22 year old daughter and an 18 year old son. I love it. And I, and this is an interesting time. So, Jane and I have actually been talking a lot. So, um, one of the reasons I was thinking, Jane, that we should do this opening segment together is that um, you are in New York
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I'm in Seattle. And so we are facing very similar struggles in terms of what our daily life has become through this coronavirus. Um, And you and I talk on the phone. It seems like maybe we talk about once a week. Um, And I love it because um, you are so positive. And even though I know this is a very difficult time for you as well, um, I thought it would be great just to talk a little bit about... um, First of all, how things are in New York right now and what, you know, what is happening in life. But then I really want to talk about what some of the things that you're seeing, you know, the good things that are coming out of this in terms of the amount of compassion, you know, compassion is my thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, yes. you know, we're seeing a lot of acts of compassion and just the power of the human spirit here. And um, I just, I really want to know what's happening where you are. So how are things, how is it right now living in New York? It's it's definitely
1: serious. Mm-hmm. We're taking it serious. Uh, you know, I live in Westchester, New York. I live about 40 miles away from new rochelle where was the beginning of where it happened in new york Uh, each day we have more cases coming in i would say that one of the grounding forces for us is our governor he's doing a great job with leadership and our town supervisor right now and i think what's happening is that uh they're giving us details so that we feel educated enough Mm. to be able to know what to do there are there's hoarding there are people that are still buying way too much toilet paper. Uh, we went to the supermarket for the first time since March 17th yesterday, and there was no paper goods in any of the aisles. It was all gone. Um, but I have a great story. I was thinking about what I was going to talk about in terms of a really good story. And I found this came up last night. It was from a woman I grew up with. And she said, amidst all the people hoarding and some selfish behavior out there, I thought to share a sweet little story. Yesterday I was leaving somewhere for something I needed. I was out of some things and thought I'd stop at ShopRite on my way. ShopRite is one of our big supermarkets. To my shock, it, it was crowded. Also what scared me was no one was wearing gloves or masks, not even wiping down the carts. I said, forget it, not worth it. I fall into the category of immune suppressed from my cancer. So I decided that macaroni was okay for tonight. I went to, then I remembered I could go to a small supermarket right by my house. After five minutes of waiting, because I'm impatient, I looked at a young boy who was working with his cart, bringing the carts back to the front of the store. And I said, are there many people in there? And he said, there aren't many, but I'll shop for you. Tell me what you need. Stay in your car and I'll bring it out. I wanted to hug him, so not to take advantage. I only gave him a few items to shop for. He caringly texted me when he was unsure of an item. I was able to call inside and pay and ask for his name. I told them what this wonderful young boy had done for me. It warmed my heart and renewed my faith in the younger generation and all of the other people that are living through this. The kindness he showed reminded me that kindness and goodness and thinking of others goes a long
0: way. Oh my gosh. I love that story. I think it's interesting, Jane, because what I think we're seeing over and over in, in a lot of different ways is that people really want to help. They really want to help each other. And sometimes it's overwhelming and sometimes they don't know how, and there is a lot of hoarding and sort of some of our, you know, human behaviors that come out like that. But I think at the end of the day, we're seeing a lot of power in the human spirit. And I think Mm -hmm. what's really interesting to me about what's happening is that no one is immune to this. You know, there's no one that's not experiencing changes in their life. It's sort of like this level, you know, it's leveled everyone. Um, And people are, are helping. I think they're connecting with people that they generally don't. Um, yeah, I know, you know. Brooke Boone has spoken a lot about um, how we're not actually socially distancing; we're physically distancing. And I think that that's so a great point because there's a lot of heart, right? Like we're seeing a lot of heart from people wanting to help each other. Um, strangers, like the story yeah. you just talked about, small yeah. businesses, um, and I think that part is is really beautiful. Yes, and I
1: think that one of the things I love is listening to people talk about why didn't we do Zoom before this? I know. We're now, you know, how many people are now talking to their best friends? We had, I had my best friends, I talked to my best friends from high school on Friday night and I talked to my best friends from college last night and it was amazing. And I have another crew of friends that I'm talking to tonight. We're now sharing this Zoom together
0: yeah. that we never knew even existed most people. I know it is really amazing isn't it it has yeah. like forced us to get out of our comfort zone and how we normally communicate I mean I've got my um elderly parents on the house party app and it's hilarious yes! you know because they don't really know how to work it and they hold right. their phone like right you know really close <laughs> up to their face but it's such, it's fun and it's a way to connect that we've never we've never done before and um Yeah, I think it's, I think it is forcing us to connect and it's sort of, I was thinking about how it's almost like a lot of our normal has just been stripped away. And so um, I remember reading years ago, I can't even remember what book it was in, but something about like, just asking the question, like, who are you when all of your comforts are stripped away? Like, underneath all of that, underneath all the comfort, underneath all the, you know, cute clothes or done hair or makeup or whatever yes. it is, right? Like, who are you really? And that always has stuck with me. And I think that right now, we a lot of us are finding out who we really are. And we're having the time and the space, and it also is scary um, some, at some moments if you let yourself kind of slip into that. But I do think we're being called to sort of um, focus on who we are, like what's in the core of us through this.
1: One of the things I heard uh, from another one of our, our sisters, Shea Bearfield, had Brother Richard on the other day, who has yes. now become fam- famous because of his poem. And oh, boy, I've been following him for the last couple of days. And he has amazing, amazing work out there. But one of the things he said the other day, which really resonated with me, was fear decreases the minute we name them.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: fears decrease the mm-hmm. minute we name them. And I thought, yes, we have fear, but it's OK to name them. And yeah. it's OK to have anxiety. And it's OK not to beat yourself up if you're not positive on a daily basis, Yes. every single moment of the day Mm -hmm. and to give yourself that space to breathe and, and a lot, by that way, that's another thing. I was on a call on Friday night with a yoga instructor and a meditator with a bunch of coaches and people that were feeling isolated and she taught us a breathing exercise. And at the end, so many of us said we hadn't had a breath, a deep Mm. breath. Yeah. Like you've been holding it in New York or Seattle because we're Mm -hmm. scared if we breathe, we may have it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So don't breathe it all the way in because then you may find out that you really don't have the breath that you Mm -hmm. think you do. And we allowed ourselves to breathe for the first time
0: and we felt so much calmer. That's so interesting, Jane, because, you know, they say so much about like, if you are not breathing fully, it leads to a lot of anxiety, like it fuels anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's interesting, right? Because you can imagine if people even subconsciously are sort of afraid to breathe right now, and then they're taking really shallow breaths over and over and over again. And then that is, and then they're finding themselves with really, their brain's not getting the oxygen, their lungs aren't getting the oxygen. So they're finding themselves in a really anxious, agitated, uncomfortable state. I think it's interesting. The the body is so amazing, just that body-mind connection. So So, Jean, I really want to um talk about there are some really cool things that you specifically are doing. And I know that this is a hard time for you because you are you went from stability at Verizon and a beautiful career and salary and benefits and all of that to jumping into um, your own business and being a female entrepreneur, which we're going to talk about in a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. But you are specifically doing some really lovely things in the community right now to help keep things positive. And so will you just share what a couple of those things are?
1: Well, a friend of mine is a radio DJ, Casey Green. And she woke up in the spring and she and her sister decided that they needed to do more. And they had already started a circle of women on Facebook and other things to reach out. And she decided to set up a food pantry. So every second and fourth uh, Saturday, we do a food pantry. And it serves about three to five towns and we serve about 60 families. And each week since uh, the, the beginning, the middle of March, when really things started to uh, change because of the virus in New York, we had to shift. Mm-hmm. So now we have a much smaller scaled staff. Uh, we the first week we did it where we had a line of people and one person could come in at a time. But then we couldn't do that anymore because we couldn't have people congregating together. So this week, I actually didn't work because we're having scaled-down staff so that we can make sure that uh, everybody stays healthy and and safe. And so they did it by car, and each person, each carload got a bag of food. And it's just incredibly humbling to watch people come in, be so thankful to get one roll of toilet paper Mm -hmm. when we have others that have enough to last them till August. And just um, needing uh, supplies that you and I take for granted, yeah. And uh, seeing the beautiful uh, outreach of all of the volunteers that are coming together, and there's that's happening all over. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there are people all over my neighborhood who are putting chalk on their their writing chalk messages. So when you walk by they have their kids writing these beautiful messages to you. They
0: love
1: love you. You know, all these amazing things with rainbows and flowers. And so, and you're meeting people in the neighborhood that you never even knew existed. I've been here 20 years. (laughs) I have seen more people than I've ever seen. And we are seeing, we're not staying close. But we are seeing and waving and smiling and saying, how are you?
0: And making a conscious effort to go to people's hearts at this yes. time. I love that. And you um you have done a couple of gratitude workshops for people oh, wow. too and I think that's a really beautiful thing because I think especially in a time like this it's very very difficult sometimes. I know you know I'm finding every day's different. Some days the first two weeks of this being home I felt really strong and energized and I was enjoying the time at home. And, um, and then last week the weather changed in Seattle. It was the third week, something in me sort of tanked, just like, Oh, this could be long. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I, you know, and I had to be really intentional about what I was feeding myself in terms of what I was feeding my mind and putting into, to me so that I didn't stay feeling like that for very long. Um, but I think the gratitude piece is usually what pulls me out of that funk, and I know you're working really hard to spread that message. Yes, I we I had been working with a healthy chef, and we had started
1: uh, Nourish Your Soul workshops, where she teaches people healthy cooking tea, tips, and I teach gratitude. And we did one set. We've done two sessions so far. And one of the things that happened to me, just like you said, Sam, is I was feeling great. And then I tank and then I feel great. And I'm in an organization of networkers called Master Networks. And I was asked last week, can you do a presentation the two people that were supposed to just aren't up for it. So I came up with another gratitude workshop. And one of the things that gratitude does is it it helps us. It grounds us, it gives us positivity. It um, it opens us up to the present moment. It um, it gives us time to appreciate, to be kind, to be real, to be authentic. Uh, one of my favorite things that I've learned in my gratitude work that I've been doing is there are 86,400 seconds in a day. What if you use some of those seconds to say thank you?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I love and that. it's so simple. Yeah. But the more we can say thank you, thank you and share laughter and share compassion and share our grateful hearts, mm-hmm. the easier it mm-hmm. will be to get through this time.
0: Oh. Jane, that's so beautiful. And that's a perfect place to stop and cut to our first break. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about gratitude and some hearts and Jane Storm. I can't wait. All right, everyone, you are listening to Imperfection Wins on KKNW 1150. And we'll be right back.
2: This show is sponsored by Urban Restoration, the Eastside's premier builder for remodeling, new construction, and so much more. With over 20 years of experience, the team at Urban Restoration has built a foundation of integrity, trust, superior craftsmanship, and personal accountability to clients. Whether you are building a new home, doing a total home remodel, or even a small project, the experienced team at Urban Restoration will walk you through the process and leave you with the results you desire. Client satisfaction and relationships rule at Urban Restoration. If you are located on the Greater East Side and looking for a contractor you can trust, visit the Urban Restoration website at ur-build.com. That's the letter U, the letter R, build.com. For contact information and to check out pictures of their amazing craftsmanship. Again, that's the letter U, the letter R, build.com. For Urban Restoration.
1: Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins show. I'm your host Sam Willing and I'm here today with Jane McCarthy, chief brainstormer at Jane Storm and senior producer at Era Sisters and my dear friend and we're having such a lovely conversation before we cut to break just about everything going on and we ended just focusing on gratitude and what gratitude can do for us and how it might help us just get through this really challenging time that we're all experiencing. Um, And so, Jane, I just wanted to wrap that portion of our conversation up before we move on to some of the amazing work that you do at Jane Storm. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking you and I maybe could both share one way that we keep gratitude at the forefront of our brains. um, So that just, just maybe get people some food for thought at how, they can do that. And so for me, I am an early riser and my morning time before everyone is up is my sacred time. It's the only time basically I'm alone, um, you know, during the day. And so I usually do prayer and journaling um, and I always write a gratitude and praise list in my journal every single day. And some days it's a lot of simple things like sunshine and alone time or a quiet morning. And sometimes it's really big things like something that, you know, a prayer that's been answered for one of my children or something like that. So um, that's what I do. And I'm curious what you do. How do you keep yourself in that space?
1: One of the things, it goes back to that, that 86,400 seconds in a day. I think it's saying, thank you. It's saying thank you to those people in my life that make a difference. and. And it, it could be an email, it could be a phone call, mm-hmm. it could be, you know, putting a note in my neighbor's mailbox, uh, just something that allows people to take the time to get out of their, their own selves yeah. and really be grateful for others. Because one of the things, there's a woman, Barbara Fredrickson, who is a professor from the University of North Carolina. I'm not sure if she's still actually teaching, but I've been doing some research on her and she says for there's a three to one ratio of positivity and that for every three you need three heartfelt emotions for every one heart wrenching emotion Mm. so when you're thinking of things think of it in threes so if you're going to write your gratitude write three things Mm -hmm. if you're going to say thank you say it three times
0: if you're going to be grateful, find three things to be grateful for. Oh, that's interesting. Groups of threes. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love that. And so Jane, I do, I wanna tell everyone what an amazing supporter you have been, Um, because I think it sort of goes with this conversation. So um, everybody that's listening has heard the story. And if they haven't, you can find it on my website. Um, But you have, has heard the story about Gary's hearts. Mm-hmm. And the small imperfect wooden hearts that I started giving away, um, at the beginning of imperfection wins, and then now sell on my website. Um, and you know, Jane, you have been such an amazing supporter of that mission. My, you know, since I met, um, Era sisters in person in January, my sales have doubled and. Um, probably in the last week tripled. Um, and you, I know have really loved that story and I know you keep your hearts in front of you. Um, and so I just, I want to share a quick, um, story about something that's happening right now with the hearts. It's really beautiful. And then I would love if you just would talk about how you're finding them meaningful in some of the gratitude work that you're, that you're doing. Um, But one of the cool things that's happening right now is that I've had a lot of people order hearts and, you know, I knew with, with all of the coronavirus and the fear and everything that people are feeling, um, I knew that this was a great time for a tangible reminder like the hearts, because what I've learned over the last year and a half is that, you know, to me, initially they represented grace and love, um, and imperfection. And I'm finding that actually they represent different things to different people. They represent whatever that person needs them to represent in that moment. If it's compassion, grace, forgiveness, love, imperfection, healing. Um, And people have become so attached to these hearts. And so the one thing that's happened that's been so beautiful is that a few days ago, I had a woman um, reach out to me and order a bunch of hearts. And she then posted on her social media, she had packaged all the hearts up with the little heart cards that I give and little goodie bags. And she was giving them away to first responders and they were just loving them. And I just thought, what a beautiful, tangible thing to be doing right now when some of us just don't know what to do um anyway so it was really it made my whole weekend absolutely amazing it makes yeah. me cry just thinking mm-hmm. about it it's so beautiful it's so so beautiful i remember
1: when kelly hager the ceo of our sisters met you and in the middle of the night i got a text from her and she said i met this woman sam willing you are going to love her and wait until you hear what she's doing with the hearts Fast forward to January when we met in person and I remember meeting you and we had a long conversation. And one of the things you said is that I want a tidal wave of compassion. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways I can do it is through the hearts and the work at our sisters that I'd done in the past year has been so humbling because we get to meet people of every race, color, creed, circumstance, and we have built this bond together. And now women hear your story of hearts and they're now being spread throughout the whole mm-hmm. entire United States. So I brought the hearts to my gratitude workshops and I've given them away. Mm-hmm. And then I put it on my social media and told people about it. And then last week I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about Thich Han, and there's a one stone story. And it's about holding a stone in your hand. And when you're feeling stressed, or anxiety focus back on the stone so I have three hearts in my hand as every time I'm on the phone and at my desk and I have the big one that you gave me which is a different color than all the rest and then the other three and then they interconnect together and it just to me is is humanity yeah. And so I, I use these hearts for grounding and I have more hearts and after you told me the story about the frontline people and what the woman is using the hearts for, I'm also going to go around my neighborhood and put hearts in the police officer, nurses and doctors mm-hmm. that I know. So that just a little bit of compassion yeah. goes a yeah. long way. And what Gary has been able to do because of what your heart and your father's heart connected, mm. just incredible. That it's, it's just it is a tidal wave of compassion.
0: It is. Um, it is the still the best work that I do. It is the best, and I love every single um, order that comes through. Every time I see that little PayPal. Um, thing come up in my email I just it's still incredible it still overwhelms me because you know as you know I when I first met Kelly I was just shouldering the cost of the hearts and the marketing and everything Um, and I really protected that because I was a bit afraid to ask people to participate in that mission and you both really encouraged me to do that, and when I finally did, um, I mean, amazing things have happened, and amazing things have happened in Gary's life. You know, he yes. um, he told me that I could share this, but he um, he told me last week he has not used food stamps in two months. He has so car incredible. insurance. Yeah, he has car insurance for the first time in years. Wow, um, and he has a smartphone. And he was so over the moon about the (laughs) smartphone, you know, and I just think these are things as you mentioned about, you know, when you're at the food pantry, these are things that in general, you know, we tend, a lot of us tend to take for granted and it's not, it's not something we mean to do. It's just, um, it just happens. And so I think one of the things that's happening through this virus and this time is that it, you know, it is forcing all of us to slow down and we are having to stop and appreciate um, things, simple things like, You know, I can't get flour at the grocery store right now. I've tried three times. You and my friend, two of my friends did the same thing last night. No flour. No flour. flour. (laughs) I mean, it's amazing, right? So um, anyway, well, I love you for supporting the Imperfect Heart Mission. And it's just so fun. Um, But I really want to start talking about some of the work. It's a great segue into the work that you do. So, um, tell me, uh, tell, just tell everybody, maybe for starters, just about Jane Storm.
1: So a- after 33 years, I left Verizon and I was driving in my car and trying to figure out what I was going to do. And four years ago, I was working with a company called Kobe marketing and they were managing my loyalty program. And I walked into their creative room and on a huge board was the word Jane Storm, and I started to laugh. And I said, "What is that?" And they said, "Jane, when you come to town, they live. In, they're all in St. Petersburg, Florida. When you come to town, we don't brainstorm. We Jane Storm. You <laughs> connect people with ideas better than anyone we've ever met in our lives." And as I was driving on a trip for work, I said, "There's the name of my company, Jane mm-hmm. Storm. I'm going to connect people with ideas." And then last February, I went to the Center for Coaching Certification and I got my first certification in professional coaching uh, with a woman, Kathy Liska. And I remember doing the exercise, which I call the magic, which is my third session. And I did it and I started to cry because I was giving it to someone and I knew it was a gift.
0: Mm. And I
1: knew that I had something. So what I chose to do while working with Aris was dabble in this originally and now getting more involved in it. And I call it the appetizer of coaching. I do four sessions. I do the first two are just like a conversation. And then the third session is the magic. It's the gift. And I tell people I don't tell a lot about it because I think gifts should be a surprise. And that's where the real work happens and then the fourth session is a creative mind map a pictorial of your action steps for the future and people are wowed by it Mm -hmm. they are I've seen shifts um I've gotten testimonials from people that um they've been able to do something tangible with this work and it then I also you know decided that I could do workshops. And that really came from my work with Kelly Hager and her uh, leadership and mentorship and the ability to give me my wings to be doing mentoring and workshop and uh, speaking. And so I call that a uh, full meal with Jane when I do the workshops. And when I speak, it's a buffet. <laughs> and I, and. It just seemed to work that way. And then if people want to know more and they're not ready to sign up, then it's Tapas with Jane and you just come and get a tapas, and it's free, and we just have a conversation to see if working with me is the right time and if the Jane Storm process is the time. Mm -hmm. And from that, options have happened where now I'm also offering drinks with Jane. It could be coffee. It could be tea. It could be wine. And once a month, I'll meet with people, and we'll go through specific opportunities Mm -hmm. that they need to work on and share their stories and how I can – Help them get into their power.
0: I love it. And I just want to give my own um, little testimonial because so I am, you know, as everyone knows, I've coached people for years. Um, I think that based on what I've heard from people, I'm pretty good at it. But as all coaches know, it's really hard to coach yourself. So I always laugh and say, I'm a coach who needs a coach. And there are so many (laughs) times where I'll be struggling with something and my husband or a good friend will look at me and say, well, it sounds like I need to give you advice that you've already given me, you know, 25 yes. times, or maybe you need to go list back and listen to your podcast. Um, exactly. so Jane, you offered to put me through the four meeting process before the show. And we did three meetings before the show, um, just so that I could experience it. And I think you know, what I realized I had several realizations through the process, but one, you know, you are very present in those meetings and you, the first two meetings, you asked me so many questions about every aspect of my life. So you, we talked about uh, in my vision for my life, like what I really want. And you talked about um, personal, career, lifestyle, my relationships, I mean, the specific people even in my life and um, in my sort of vision, how often I wanted to be spending time with each of those people, Um, even through, you know, people close to me, even all the way out to extended family. We talked about finances. We talked about health. And, you know, I realized that um, it's not very often for me that I'm in situation where i have someone asking me a lot of questions and asking me you know i'm a pretty introspective person so i journal a lot and i think a lot about what's going on inside of me but it's not very often that i'm actually um being asked a lot of questions and um and and really present sort of on the receiving end um, yes. with someone. And so that felt really great to me. It felt, um, like a really amazing counseling session to be honest, even though you weren't, you weren't giving me any advice at that point, you were just asking, but yes. you were asking me things that were forcing me to think about what I wanted. Like what was my heart calling, um, me to do in a lot of different areas of my life. And so that was really amazing. And then You know, I think um, the third meeting, as you say, where the magic happens, it's sort of where it all comes together. And you, um, you know, repeated back to me, you sort of created this beautiful statement, um, weaving everything that I had said to you that was important to me about specific relationships, about my faith, about um, how I'm eating, how I'm exercising, how I'm prioritizing family, And you wove it all together in this really beautiful story um, and statements about my life. And, you know, first of all, it was beautiful to hear my words back in such a lovely way. But the thing that really struck me, Jane, and I think I said this to you after was as you were reading it, I kept thinking this is possible like nothing That's that i yeah like nothing that i had said out loud is like crazy or right. unrealistic it's all doable and i felt really um after our conversation i felt really called to yes it's all doable but it's going to take um some intention and prioritizing but now i've said out loud to someone else what my, what I want my priorities to be, what they are in my heart. And right. so I think what's going to be great for me is that when we actually put that all together, now that I've said them out loud, um, it's going to be easier for me, I think, to be intentional, to have them in front of me and go, right. okay, nope, if this is what I'm saying my heart wants and is important to me, how am I living in line with that? So anyway, I I would just encourage people. I found it to be so valuable and beautiful, especially if you're someone who doesn't already have um, someone in your life, like a coach or someone that is really asking you those questions, those more contemplative questions. I just, I loved it. I can't say enough about it.
1: It's interesting because I've actually done this process with um, a lot of people so far and I've done it with coaches. And the interesting thing is w- one of the reasons that I do the first two sessions on the phone is because the first three people I did it with are coaches and they were editing themselves when I did it live. Oh. So <laughs> I now do it over the phone because then people have no idea and they don't have to edit themselves and they can just feel safe. Yeah. And then one of the other beautiful things, one of, a young woman I did this with said to me is, this was the best guided meditation I've ever had. And I loved that because it was her words mm-hmm. and really whose best guided meditation should you have
0: than your own words? Yeah. So it's really a gift to yourself. I loved it. And I, it just, I think what I, um, I, I will say this often in my coaching when I'm coaching other people, my job is to show up and be present um, and, um, and ask good questions. And I think you really did that through the process. It was really Thank beautiful. You. So I'm thrilled to have gone through it. I would love to see other people go through it. I think it's really beautiful. Um, and, uh, I also would love to know, we're going to cut to a quick break, but when we come back, I want to know a little bit more about what, um, what's at the root for you, of positivity you are bursting with it all the time in from the colors that you wear (laughs) to the laughter to the joy that you express out loud to other people um so I want to talk about that and then I also want to talk about how people can get in touch with you and work with you but first let's take a quick break um so everybody you are listening to the imperfection wins show on KKNW 1150 and we'll be right back Hey everyone, it's me, Sam. I'm so excited to announce my speaking focus for 2020. After stepping back and really thinking about what all of my work is leading me towards, I've realized that there is an overarching theme of compassion. This year, I'll be speaking to corporations, schools, churches, women's groups, and more on the subject of compassionate leadership. The world needs compassion now more than ever, And it's time we slow down and start valuing relationships and people over economics in business and in life. If you or your organization are looking for some inspiration and are ready to hit the refresh button on your leadership legacy, improve your business and your life, contact me at samwilling.com to explore working together and how taking intentional action in small ways can lead to big changes for businesses and most importantly for people. Don't forget, that's samwilling.com.
1: Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150.
0: Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm here today with Jane McCarthy, Chief Brainstormer at Jane Storm and Senior Producer at Eris. and we are having the best conversation. Um, Jane, I want to start this last segment just... I'm just curious, like, were you just born positive or how is this, how is this such a focus and practice in your life?
1: My mom would tell you that I came out of the womb and all I cared about were people. (laughs) And, and I think that that's at the root of my positivity, our relationships and connections because uh, a couple of years ago I had to have surgery and I didn't want the whole world to know about the surgery. And so I put together a secret Facebook group and that secret Facebook group had my most important people in my call it the movie theater of life, right? So there were 50 people in that. And my sister, who is 15 months older than me, and another friend of mine called me and said, you have 50 people, (laughs) are your close people? And so I made a pictorial of who those people were. And I've collected my, my best friends since I was three years old Is still my friend. My friends from high school, and there's a couple of different factions of them. My friends from college that I lived with and the ones I met in England when I studied abroad. My friends all through my career at Verizon. I am one of those people that is curious. I think curiosity has a lot to do with my positivity because I ask questions, not just to ask them, but to figure out how people tick. Mm-hmm. And it's important for me. And I've had to learn over the years, and I've done a really good job in the last three years of staying in my own lane. It became my mantra three years ago, stay in your own lane, Jane, <laughs> and because I started, you know, I I I've started for the first 50 years of my life. I thought I needed to be in everybody else's lane. Yeah. So I think staying in my own lane, creating boundaries that are positive
0: mm-hmm. has
1: helped me And I read a study recently uh, that there was a happiness study that came out of Harvard um, and they looked back over 80 years. And one of the things they found is that people said that they had a successful life across the board if they were satisfied with their relationships Mm. and that if they were connected with people, didn't have to be a lot of people, but if they had connection with people, they had appreciation and gratitude and a positive feeling towards life. Hmm. And I thought, that's me. I yeah. believe in people. I believe in human connection. Yeah. And that human connection fuels my positivity. Yeah. And, you know, I ran Relay for Life uh, for the American Cancer Society as the chair, volunteer chair in my town for eight years. And then I'd go around and um, I'd become a gym teacher for the day and I'd go to all the different schools. And I would teach them about the prevention of cancer and how they can do that. And you'd ask the question, and Monica Garrigan, one of my very close friends now, was the American Cancer Society staff person. She and I would go in together. And we'd ask these little kids, you know, fourth grade, does anybody here know if you've it's someone with cancer, and everybody in the room would raise their hand. Yeah, and so we would teach them the power of hope, and the power of positivity, and the power of getting a group of people to believe in hope, to move forward in life. And so I I started a chant and I'd scream, when I say purple, you say power, and I'd have these kids screaming back at me, Aww. purple power, so to this day I'm known in my town as the purple power lady, and people oh my gosh. in my mailbox, and I'll get things on Facebook about being, you know, what is Jane doing about purple power? Uh, you, you can see, Sam, my office as we're on Zoom yeah, right I now.
0: Purple. purple power. Yeah.
1: Uh, so I believe that It came from my soul Mm -hmm. and that it is came from building relationships and Mm -hmm. caring
0: about other people's hearts. I, everything that you just said completely resonates with me. I think that is, I I think I'm wired much the same. I just love people. And you know, it's interesting, the curiosity thing, Jane, because um, it is the number one piece of advice that I give to leaders. So in my role, in my HR world, um, in my coaching world, it is always be curious, be curious about your people. Um, when you start finding yourself jumping to conclusions or snapping to judgments, stop and be curious. I wonder what's going on for them right? Because you don't know, you might think, you know, but you don't know. And I've seen that practice of being curious, um, build bridges and really diverse people. I've seen it repair relationships. I've seen, I've seen it diffuse conflict before the conflict even starts. Um, So I, yeah, everything that you just said is-
1: It makes a huge difference. And that's a big one, right? So there was a time where Especially with social media, and especially with what's going on now, we can be so judgmental. Yes, and people are very judgmental behind their keyboards. Yeah, and if they exactly. step back and and by the way, I'm I'm in this. You know, I'm mm-hmm. certainly not totally out of that judgment yep. state. I mean, we all, mm-hmm. you know, if it goes back to what our friend Brooke tells us. Right, we all land in force at yes. times. That's we could, right and you know if we could learn to stay in the courage line of being humble and neutral and and then also
0: curious yeah how wonderful would that be oh my gosh imagine imagine so jane i know you have um you i want you to tell everybody how they can find you but first i know you have a favorite quote that you wanted to share with us today that's very 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 appropriate for this time yes is it
1: so my mom introduced me to um, Story People and Brian Andreas many, many years ago, probably 25 years ago. And then our friend Shay had Brian Andreas on her show this week. And it just, it was wild. I came to my office, cause I hadn't been really working in my office a lot recently. And I came down to my office and remembered that my mom had given me a calendar and it was a Story People calendar. And I look up the other day and there is this quote staring at me from March, 2020. And it says, this isn't a popular opinion, but secretly I think things are going to
0: work out. Mm, we sure need that right now. Don't we? I
1: say it every single day yeah. now. I literally look up at that quote and I don't yeah, just yeah. look at it. I say it out loud Yep. Yeah. because we need to believe that things are going to work out.
0: Yeah, it's hope. And this is, it's hope. And this is definitely a time we are being challenged on what we believe. Yes. So I think um, that's so beautiful. And will you tell people, Jane, how they can work with you, how they can find out more about you and follow you?
1: Yes. Uh, my website is janestorm.com. And I am on LinkedIn as Jane McCarthy. I am on Facebook as Jane Storm. And I am on Instagram as Janestorm underscore CJ take photos. Mm -hmm. I happen to love taking photos. I believe that pictures are worth a thousand words.
0: Absolutely. That's what I do. Absolutely. And Jane, if people want to find out more about the work that you do with ARIS, where can they do that as well? That is
1: also, that would be on the ARIS Sisters website or ARIS underscore sisters. Uh, We are doing incredible work with incredible women Mm -hmm. Uh, and it just has been the most humbling work I've ever ever done in my entire existence Mm -hmm. uh is meeting the women that I have met that have opened up my curiosity my positivity and my human relationships to a deeper level than I ever thought possible
0: I completely agree with you I think it's um it's been such a gift to me, as I always say to people, it's been such a gift to me. The relationships that have come out of Eris have been such a gift to me. Um, the way that the women are supporting each other. Um, yes. And really one of the things that I appreciate so much is just what a diverse group it is. Yes. It's such a diverse group. And I think the thing that um, you and I have talked about, Jane, is what I love is that it just shows like we are all so different and yet we are all the same. And I think right now we need to remember that we are all struggling in some way. We're all having ups and downs in our emotions, our fears, how we're dealing with this, um, this crisis that we're in right now. And we, as much as we like sometimes to feel like we're different, we actually have so much in common and we really need to, um, bond together and the response to this, um, needs to be communal.
1: Exactly. You know, my husband, who I find to be one of the most brilliant people I know in my life, uh, always says everybody puts their pants on the same way. (laughs) And, you know, it's, it's a great equalizer because he works with people that are very powerful and he goes into people's homes that are, have lots of money and lots of cars and lots of different things in life. And he comes home and he'll say, yet they all put their pants on the same way that I do. Yeah. And I love that. Right. It's It's so true. true. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. As I sit here holding my hearts, literally holding my hearts, because that to me has been what has been the great equalizer for you and I, right? Mm -hmm. Is our hearts and the connections that we've been able
0: to build. Yeah. Um with Yeah, it is really beautiful, right? It's because everybody has a heart and every heart is imperfect, right? And yet we still have so much value and love to bring to the world. So, all right, Jane, that is it for us today. Um, And everyone, I hope that you've enjoyed the show. We are excited for another show next week. We'll be doing the same thing. We'll be Zooming for who knows how many weeks. Um, And I'm going to be interviewing Marcy Mara next week. And she is a local leader in the Seattle area. She focuses on authenticity and compassion. I think it's going to be another fabulous conversation. Um, And I just can't wait for you all to hear it. And hopefully, keep getting some light and levity from the show, some food for thought. And don't forget to go and like and share the show on iTunes or leave a review. It's super helpful because that's the way that people find the show. Um, and until then, until next Monday, be kind, have courage and give yourself and others grace. Have a great Monday, everyone.